Welcome to Round Hill Radio, the podcast from Round Hill Community Church. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, find moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we're talking about when we talk about faith. So welcome, everybody, to Round Hill Radio, and we've got a wonderful guest today. Her name is Allie Giorsi. She is the founder of the Food Shed Network, and she is the chairperson of the Food Systems Sector for the Greenwich Sustainability Committee. And I am proud to say that she's an active member of the Greenwich Sustainability Committee, whereas I also serve on that committee, but am not nearly as active. So, Allie, it is wonderful to have you as our guest on Round Hill Radio. Well, thank you, Ed. It's nice to be here. Um, you know, when we were sitting in on one of the meetings, I've, I've had a chance to learn probably much more about you because I've listened to the reports that you've given uh, as part of the food system sector. So I became very, very intrigued uh, about the work that you've done, your passion for food and it's, uh, it, you know, the way that it can be used as a great source of enjoyment and pleasure, but also uh, serving to find a way to help us navigate climate change. So could you describe for us, just as as we get started, a little bit about the Food Shed Network, and, and especially, can you help us understand that word, Food Shed? Sure. Um, so Food Shed, let's start there. Um, you can think of in terms of a watershed. Most, most people understand, you know, their watershed, um, as far as their, you know, rivers and streams and, you know, lakes and bodies of water. We are watershed for all intents and purposes is obviously Long Island Sound as we're a, you know, coastal community here, here in Greenwich. Um, food shed is not too much of a departure from that in that, you know, essentially it is the areas, um, you know, closest to us that produce our food. Um, you know, so it's, you know, quite extensive in that, you know, we get food locally here, here in Connecticut. So you can, describe the north and west corners of, of Connecticut as as our food shed, but also, of course, the Hudson Valley, the greater New England area, um, even into New Jersey and and the mid-Atlantic um, for, again, um, you know, as our as our food shed. So it's, you know, the land, um, but also the waters where we source source our food. So, by the way, when you described this to me, it all sounded really obvious, but I hadn't really thought of it in that way. Um, yeah. Do you do you find in just your conversations with people that this is sort of a novel idea? What used to be probably commonly understood uh, may not be so commonly understood these days. Is that your experience as you talk with people about the meaning of a food shed and what a food shed network can can imply? Yeah, I mean, as far as you know, I didn't actually answer your question about what, what the Food Shed Network does. I can address that in a minute. But, you know, so many of how, you know, so much of how we, you know, grow and source and prepare our food was very um, just an integrated part of our, our lives at, at sure. one, you know, not, not, not too many generations ago. I mean, I would venture to say either our grandparents or certainly our great grandparents were um, subsisting off of, you know, the, the food that they, that they grew or, or hunted or caught. Um, and, you know, due to our industrial system that I'm sure we will touch on today, we have become farther and farther removed, removed from that. So we are not only are we not, you know, necessarily producing and growing our own food, um, 
uh, on, you know, generally speaking, but we're even that much further from who, who does grow and produce our food. So right. due to our, you know, industrial system, we don't have that, that connection anymore. Sure. So yeah. what, what is it that, you know, through the Food Shed Network that you try to address and what do you try to uh, bring to, you know, the, the wider world by way of awareness? Yeah. So, you know, food systems space is for all intents and purposes, the sector where the food, the, the food shed network is, is, is focused on is this, you know, broader context of food system, you know, food systems work. Mm -hmm. And that is somewhat of an emerging space as far as a term. I mean, obviously our food system is, you know, integrated into, you know, all of our lives. Um, you know, by definition, it is how we produce, process, distribute, consume, and dispose of our food um, yep. in its most basic in its most basic terms. Um, and food systems work looks at everything around each of those points, each of those elements, and looks at it and sort of says, "Okay, well, this is you know a weak a weak point in in the chain, or this is this is um, a strain," and you know. Unfortunately, our um, dominant food system, otherwise known as the industrial system, um, which came into play around the Green Revolution um, in the 1950s, where we began to introduce tractors and chemicals and, 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 and pesticides and, you know, began to, to globalize. Um, in that process, um, we have lost a lot of our farms. Um, mm. More and more farms are being consolidated. Mm -hmm. um, and you know really doing a, a lot of harm and is is rooted in that which again i i can go into but for all intents and purposes the food shed network is looking at um the food system and yep. um you know helping and educate people understand um are the history of our food system what it's rooted in mm -hmm. um looking at it today in in all of its impacts and all that it is um all the um you know all that it it does today as it contributes to to climate change and diet related disease and and um biodiversity loss um racial inequity um and then creating a vision and saying okay where where are we going where do we what do we want to where do we want our food systems to go so, Ali, you and I had a chance to talk a little bit before this conversation, and you mm -hmm. drew a really strong connection between what's happening to food systems and the challenges that we face related to climate change. Yes. And my guess is that that's not something that may be as widely understood, um, you know, as we ought to, you know, that we in, in the way that we need to understand it. Can you say more about that? Yeah, I think, you know, um, <clears throat> let's see, I think um, it's important. First, I think before before touching on on, on climate change, I, I want to um, sort of step back a little bit and and help people understand kind of how our industrial like where our industrial system is rooted and it's mm -hmm. and its legacy um in that you know it is really rooted in the colonization of land and unheeded treaties among among native americans and of course slavery and so it is um you know we have a strong history of um of uh, not only land theft, but also land loss, 
um, with um, black farmers and um, you know at, at the turn of the 19th century 90% of um, there were 90% of black owned farm was 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 lost so we had 14 million acres of land um, that was owned by by black farmers and then by the turn of the 21st century 90% of that of that was lost and that was due to families moving north um, many other other um, factors um, going into that and so today 98% of rural land is owned by by white by white landowners, um, and then you and so that's sort of the legacy that our food system rests on, right? Mm -hmm. And and that and those threads carry carry on carry on today, which our food system functions on a global scale. It is you know the overproduction of of cheap food, and um, really is buoyed by the exploitation of labor land and. Um, and our natural, our natural ecosystems. And so what we have is a system that is bloated um, and you know, subsisting off of highly um, subsidized commodity crops, most of which go to, to uh, feed livestock. And then 38% of a lot of that food is wasted. And we have millions of people um, who are food insecure. Um, you know, so all of this to say, to go back to your question, is that our food system is really at the nexus of some of our greatest challenges. Yep. Um, Diet-related disease, biodiversity loss, racial inequity, and then, of course, climate change. And in fact, the UN has said that they will not meet their SDG goals unless we transform um, our food system. And so there is a tremendous amount of harm being done. Um, and then, of course, it really rests on this on this dark on this dark history of, um, of slavery and, and, and land, um, you know, land, land theft. And so my work is really is really focused on food systems transformation. Right. And so and there are many definitions as to what, you know, foods transformation might look like. Um, but essentially, it's it's looking at the arc of the food system, going back to our agricultural history, mm -hmm. getting grounded in that, understanding that, facing that, getting really honest with it. And then, you know, moving into, um, you know, where we are today in, its, in all of its impacts um, mm -hmm. on our health, on climate. Um, cl the reason it's one of our leading um, causes of climate change is really through deforestation. Um, and the use of fertilizers and um, and pesticides. So we okay. really need to fossilize um, our food system. And then, of course, biodiversity loss, which also goes back to land use and, um, you know, disruption of pollinators. And then, um, so again, it's knowing our history, knowing yep. where we are today, and then seeing, and then seeing where we're going. So just before we head in that direction of transformation, because it sounds like yeah. the, the heart and soul of what you're trying to be part of is a transformative yes. model, right? Yep. I do want to ask you a question about yourself. What was it that drew you into this? Uh, you know, oh. was, there a, was there a captivating moment in your life or was it a series of moments that drew you into this work? Yeah, it... There is a series of moments, like anything in in life, with yep. um, is it, it really is sort of like many different many different moments um, that kind of come together. Um, but if I were to mark one moment, it was really when I was in um, early early college. I was in my I believe my second year in college, and um, I was struggling with 
um, my body and my body image, if you will, as many young women do um, in their in their early twenties. And I, um, a friend of mine, um, friend of my my parents actually said, you know, you can change your body, you can change how you eat, you can change how you how you you know, your, your eating habits. And so she suggested that I, um, do a three week vegetable cleanse and I did, and it did transform my body and it transformed my relationship to food. And it really set me on a course of really the power of food and healing, which is really rare. What my, my work is, is rooted in at a, at a very, um, kind of young informative age is that aspect of how it can, it can really heal. Wow. That's a great story. And thank you for, for sharing it because I, I'm starting to hear similar kinds of stories from more and more people who yeah. want to re- reclaim or rediscover a really healthy relationship with food and are, are frustrated by the tastelessness quite often mm-hmm. or the lack of nutrition in the food that's mainly available through that industrial model that you describe. Yeah. So how do we how do we begin to edge our way towards this transformation that's your dream? Well, I think um hmm how do we do that? I mean, I think first of all, I think it's really important to recognize that we all have an inherent intuition on how to eat and feed ourselves. I really believe that. And mm-hmm. I feel like there is a lot of external, you know, pressure it's it's we're sort of boxed out of our own agency because we don't maybe have access to land to grow our own food or um, maybe we don't have access to a farmer's market to be able to um you know purchase a farmer's market or maybe the farmer's market is only on one day a week and if you miss that one day (laughs) and so most of us are really reliant on our supermarkets and supermarkets have you know their own limitations um around sourcing locally. Um, and so I think it's it's really about, first of all, having the conversation, you know, and being aware of the fact that our system, as it is now, is doing harm, um, as I said, to our bodies, to our planet, um, to our social structure, um, to the very social fabric, I think, in, of, of who we are. And um, so I think it's um, first just having that awareness. Okay, there's some connections here. Um, climate change is big. Our industrial system's a leading cause of that. Um, most people can get their head around climate change and want to really address that. And then again, biodiversity loss, diet really related to disease. It kind of goes on and on. So I think I think as as big and heavy as all of that really sounds, it's in it's important to be aware of it because then we're like, then people can start to think, okay, you know, actually I'm not so sure I want to participate in this system. Maybe I want to support another one. What does another one look like? Right. And there's got to be a better way. Really, there's got to be a better way. And there are many, there are many. And I think it's, um, it's really about um, first, you know, getting in touch with yourself on what, you know, works well for you and i'm a huge advocate for eating with the seasons um mm-hmm. and um you know going to the farmer's market and um growing your own food of course greenwich has you know grand community gardens and um if you don't have your own lot of land there is you know there is that there is that option to grow your own food 
Um, mm-hmm. Again, farmers markets, there's there's uh, CSAs available. Um, we have a little bit of, uh, oh, not a little bit, we have a big um, infrastructure issue here in Connecticut where it really isn't as easy as you might think to access local Connecticut food. Um, yeah. And that is due to, you know, various infrastructure um, gaps. Um, and so because we are in lower Fairfield County and we don't, you know, we're not, in, we're no longer an agricultural um, community. We were at one point, the back country was, was quite agricultural, sure. um, but yeah. because we are no longer an agricultural um town or, or area or region, or I should say county, um, that it becomes, it's becoming more and more difficult. And again, we've, de- we've, we've centralized our food system. So it's in the West Coast, Midwest. Um, you know, we've dismantled a lot of um, our capacity to, to feed ourselves. So, um, so I think just all that recognition is just really important. Yes. And, um, and that's part of what the Food Shed Network is doing, is educating people on the gravity of this issue. And then it's like, okay, so what, what can I do? And, um, you know, as, as, you know, we've, we've discussed, um, you know, the, the, the interesting with the food system is that, and this is part of why I'm so passionate about it, is that, yes, it is a big part of the problem, but it also is a significant pathway to some of our you know, to, to the solutions to some of our, our biggest problems, mm-hmm. right? It's like, you know, you just flip the coin and um, we can be, you know, fostering our, our, um, our land and, 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 you know, growing better and using regenerative practices and certainly organic practices to begin to, um, you know, repair our, our ecosystems. Um, you know, there are, um, uh, there's a big movement for um, food as medicine where we're allocating or where doctors can allocate um, fresh produce for yeah. uh, individuals who are, you know, diabetic um, or obese. Um, so these are all pathways to really repairing. So it's, 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 it's exciting and it's wonderful to be a part of. And there is a tremendous amount of work emerging and um, it's, it's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Well, you certainly, I mean, you certainly foster that kind of excitement and your own passion. And uh, I do just want to mention two quick things. You mentioned something to me which really uh, took me by surprise, and that is that we have over, was it 5,500 farms in Connecticut? Yep. So Connecticut is about a $4 billion agricultural industry with about 5,500 farms. Most of those farms, as I mentioned, are in the north and east um, corner of Westfield County and then um, over in the, um, you know, Wyndham County area. Um, And we we are an agricultural state. And of course, we're also, you know, if you think in terms of region, which is, uh, really, the direction that that we that we need to go to go in is really regionalizing our food system, and that would consist in of of New England. So we are obviously the the sixth state um, of, of of New England, and um, there is work being done to to regionalize um, New England. Feeding New England is an initiative where all of the six states are coming together and. Um, you know, pooling resources and, and doing research on what it would take for New England to feed itself. Um, I think it is uh, 30% um, by 2050. 
Wow. Well, I was so struck by that that I that sent me scurrying off to the internet yesterday. Oh yeah. I start, started looking up farms in Connecticut, and over and over again, I would say every single farm that I explored had, in its own unique way, some commitment to what I would call eco justice. And yes. uh, either making its food, its produce available um, to communities that are impoverished in some way, or yes. just in terms of the way the food is grown and harvested, I, I was incredibly impressed. And although, as you've said, this is a significant challenge, there's tremendous room for creativity. And one thing I'd forgotten, but remembered through our conversation, we had a longstanding relationship with an or a Connecticut-based organization called Simply Smiles which had a, a had and has a very rich relationship with a small community in uh, South Dakota called Laplante, which is on the Cheyenne Sioux River uh, Tribe Reservation. Mm. And uh, it's working with the Lakota there. And it's really a, a program of empowerment and nurturing children's lives for the future. When I brought a group out there about seven years ago uh, to work alongside people in the community, that's when Simply Smiles in concert with local leaders was beginning a food growing initiative. And they developed this huge billboard, which they put out on the highway, which was Laplante grows its own food. Mm -hmm. And so there are these raised beds all over the place when you drive through that particular part of the country. And so suddenly people had fresh lettuce and, you know, fresh produce that they could use and bring right homes fresh out of the garden. And it was really transforming people's lives. So I think in that, in that one small but significant way, it was, uh, I think in the language that you use, kind of helping to repair the ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah. And in that, and, and as well as repairing the ecosystem, but also repairing communities and relationships and yes. connections. And it's, it's, and that's the, again, the beauty of food is that it is so interconnected to not only um, the land and, and the earth, but also to us as, as people. It's, it's one of the most, you know, obviously fundamental, but also intimate, um, you know, things we do is to, to feed ourselves and, and each other. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do want to also just touch on when we talk about food systems transformation and even just food justice, you know, when you mentioned um, echo justice, it's, it's, I think there's, I can kind of see if I could just break it into some, you know, three kind of um, areas of, of focus that I think are, are important. And the first is, you know, um, really getting creative with food assistance, you know, with people who are food insecure. And there is, you know, tremendous amount of shifting happening within within that space, such as making SNAP dollars available at farmers markets. Um, mm -hmm. Again, as I mentioned, food is medicine where, um, uh, you know, physicians can 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 prescribe fruit and vegetables um, for those with diet related diseases, um, farm to pantry partnerships, um, are happening more and more, which is wonderful. And then initiatives such as mutual aid, such as, you know, Fridgeport um, out of um, out of Bridgeport, which basically has, you know, put up a refrigerator um, and food is donated to the refrigerator. It lives in a shed and it's available and open to anyone and everyone at any time, no questions asked. So I think really the first step is to really get, you know, as I said, to get creative with the emergency, emergency food aid yes. and making sure that that food is fresh 
and um, you know, you know, easily easily accessible to those to those in need. And then the second is, um, you know, sort of more on a smaller smaller scale, but but more but more local and and just as impactful. On um, again, what you know, this is obviously what you know, food systems transformation is is you know, putting more urban farms of. Uh, and and um, community gardens and making farmers markets more available, school gardens, um, no cost school meals for every child, um, farm to school. Um, so then, and we we talked we were talking about this the other day. So every child has an opportunity to learn how to grow food and how to really you know feed themselves and and develop a palate for fresh. Um, for fresh vegetables. And when you do that, you, you know, you're setting a child up to really um, feed themselves well for the rest of their lives. You're, you're, you're establishing a, a foundation for health that, that will benefit throughout life. So those are, those are the more um, kind of um, smaller scale, but very impactful pathways that we can take towards a more a more just and, and equitable um, uh, food system. And then when we look at um, big, you know, big picture um, solutions, it's, you know, first and foremost, access to land. Um, our farmers need need land to grow food. We um, unfortunately um, are at, you know, we're in, I think, the top five, if not top 10 uh, tier of um, our farmland is at, at risk of, of development here mm. here in Connecticut. Um, and so again, going back to our food shed, <laughs> you know, it's like, that's our food shed. We need to, we need to protect it. Sure. And so again, these are the kind of dots that I'm trying to help people make is yes. that, you know, again, thinking big, our global system is having an impact it's beginning to become more and more fragile um unpredictable uncertain and if we're relying on these global systems if we're relying on california to feed ourselves then that is we're by default putting ourselves in somewhat of a precarious place um and so the idea is to really try to um think critically about that and say you know we need to protect our farms. Um, so, you know, again, first and foremost, land access, protect land, um, especially for new and beginning farmers, BIPOC farmers in particular, again, given our given our history, um, uh, their affordable housing, you know, farmers need affordable housing and healthcare and they, they need a living wage. So, um, you know, again, very important to to support to support our our, our new and beginning farmers. And and actually, the um, New Connecticut Farmers Alliance just put out um, what they call the Future of Farming in Connecticut, which is a platform of mm. a, a policy that states what what they need what they need to thrive and grow. Um, the infrastructure, which we talked about earlier, is really also um, critical. You know, bringing back um, our our grain mills and our um, processing facilities, commercial kitchens for added value. So these are all, you know, big, big stuff. Um, but if you were to sort of, again, understand the big picture and then you kind of narrow down to like, okay, well, what, what can I do? Mm -hmm. Well, maybe support Connecticut Farmland Trust, right? Mm -hmm. That's huge. Um, support Greenwich Land Trust. Um, even, you know, initiatives such as the Greenwich Pollinator Pathway or, you know, Quiet Yards Greenwich, um, you know, pollinators are at 
at risk and pollinators are, you know, fully um, why we are able to eat. They are a critical part of our food system. We need pollinators in order to grow food. Um, so, you know, if you're if you're passionate about about gardening and um, then, you know, get involved with pollinator pathway again, quiet yards, which, as we all know, is even though it's again this is might sound a little securitous but it's um working to ban leaf blowers and leaf blowers disrupt our ecosystems and they disrupt you know the the the, the, the pollinators they just they impact. disrupt my peace of mind <laughs> and our peace of mind that's for sure um you know divert your food scraps from 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 the waste stream we have an incredible initiative here in in town called waste free greenwich and and they they um they run our food scrap recycling program um so you know those um are just some you know go to the farmers market if, if, if it's available to you join a csa these are all really really important um small steps that we can take um, I'm a big advocate for, you know, supporting local artisans. You know, we have Raphael's here on Mason Street in downtown. We have the Fairfield Cheese Shop. We have Pastaficio. We have some really special artisans um, that are, are really working to preserve the integrity of food. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. Wow. Well, Allie, you have brought us a wonderfully rich conversation, your passion, your knowledge, and some very actionable ways for each of us to get involved. And uh, I promised you when we had kind of the run up to this conversation that it would only be the first one. So we've got we've got more conversations coming down the road. So I want to thank you. But before saying uh, goodbye for now, could you give us the website for the Food Shed Network so that we can make sure to check in on that? Sure. It's um, www.thefoodshednetwork.org. Okay. And that's, that's, that's the website. There are two initiatives um, that, that live on the site. One is the Greenwich Food System Forum, which uh, uh, the Food Shed Network partners which, with our Greenwich Conservation Commission, and we do educational events. And we have some really exciting programs coming up this year, um, which all of which you'll be able to find out um, on the site. And then the other is Greenwich Food Alliance for those who are interested in in exploring these issues more and um, and being a part of of the conversation. Anyone is welcome. Perfect. Allie, thank you so much. It's been a wonderful conversation. We, We wish you well in every way. Thanks for listening. Roundhill Radio is brought to you by the friends and members of Roundhill Community Church. For more information, please visit roundhillradio.org.